0: So, continuing on at nearly 7.34, prominent leadership and human resources expert David Ulrich once said that organisations should increase their focus on culture because talent matters, but culture matters more. It's a thought I've been having about the Korean workplace, how we can transform the culture when it comes to a whole range of issues from uh, working hours to getting mothers back into the workplace etc well david ulrich was invited as a guest speaker at the lotte hr forum 2017 and shared his optimism for the post-impeachment korean economy there and we can now connect with professor ulrich out of the ross school of business university of michigan thank you for joining us
1: thank you alex it's great to talk to you
0: and likewise, c- can you start by just explaining the backdrop for your invitation to the Lotte HR Forum last month?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know Lotte very well as a company, but one of the things i learned is that this is an exceptionally com- uh, company who's very dedicated to learning and growing. And so, once a year, they have a large number of their senior folks get together, in this case in the human resource area, and they bring in speakers. I may not be the best or the worst speaker, but they bring in... A, Uh, guest speakers, in order to educate and inform what they can do to be more successful, which I think is a remarkable commitment to uh, learning and growth and trying to help the company and their senior leaders move forward.
0: Do do you know what they were seeking from you, particularly at this forum, though? And if not, what were you seeking personally to bring to it?
1: Uh, The the group I met with was uh, about six or 700 of their senior HR professionals from around the system and what they wanted was the latest ideas on how human resource issues could build value around three things around managing our talent better we know that people think and act and make a difference in organizations so what's the latest thinking about talent and what can we do to help uh, build the right competence the right commitment the right the right dedication uh... in the organization second is organization How do we begin to create and build the right culture, the right systems, and the right organization? And then third is leadership. What can we do throughout Latte to build the best leadership bench that allows us to be successful? So what they wanted was was some of my ideas and uh, thoughts around talent, leadership, and culture as the human resource issues for success.
0: And we can get on to some of those. But, I mean, you've come here at a time when the political situation is uh, certainly unstable let's say for now we've got a snap election coming up next month and the political situation here revealed some deep-rooted problems at korean business groups especially family-run table and i understand you said in an interview with SBS CNBC that the crisis could actually be a chance for our economy to take a leap forward i know you're not uh, specifically a korea expert but um it's this idea i guess of salvaging a victory from the jaws of defeat
1: well it's it, part of it is salving in victory from defeat and alex you know more than i would about korean management i've i've had the privilege of being there a few times and following some of the companies but a crisis is a terrible thing to waste that's not my line but it's a good line when when something goes wrong publicly as it obviously has in the korean Kaibolan system it gives us a, a responsibility to reflect and review and to renew and to say, what can we learn from that experience? Uh, in America right now, we've just had a crisis around uh, solving health care problems. Uh, people would have no reason to follow American politics, but there seems to be a political stalemate. Well, that mistake or that crisis enables us to ponder about what we can learn from it we often don't learn from our successes we learn from the things that go wrong the other thing that hits me is as an outsider observing korea with with a sense of optimism and longer-term perspective is one of the things i see in the korean system and i see in the asian organization in general is an incredible resilience that that as things go wrong we face them we learn from them and we move forward we we don't obsess about what's wrong we learn about what can be better and if that happens in this crisis or others, the crisis becomes a source of growth and progress.
0: Yeah. But when we talk about excessive working hours, uh, systems where, um, you know, it's very hierarchical, uh, employees generally won't leave the workplace until their manager Um, has done so, um, often in those cases of large conglomerates run by family members. Uh, When you talk about those kinds of issues, if not problems, is it something that you can solve from the top down? Or, you know, what's your personal approach in broad terms to bringing about a cultural shift?
1: The key... uh, I don't. It's very difficult to change cultures in an organization, as you would know. The way the cultures change is they change when value is created for someone else. We like to think about a company's culture as its identity in the mind of its customers. So a culture changes when the customers say, we don't want to put up with the cultural shenanigans that make it difficult for us as customers to get the services we require. When that external pressure exists, a company is much more likely to change some of its practices. For example, the the hard work hard work is a blessing and a good thing. At an extreme, it's a dysfunctional thing. And when customers begin to say, "We aren't going to put up with companies that mistreat or abuse their employees," and we're not going to be able and we're not going to be willing to acquire or purchase their products, when those things begin to happen the cultures start to change, because they change in order to help the firm be economically more successful. The other part that I think can be a positive, and it shows that maybe what's happening in Korea is, is, is moving forward, is that transparency uh, creates more trust. That The fact that some of the obvious mistakes, I heard the news before I came on, that, that your president is being questioned for the third time, that there are indictments, that there are questions about some of the private... Behind-the-scenes dealings, which don't which don't help people move forward, some of that transparency creates more trust and can be a form of a progress and resilience as people become more, as business leaders and others become more accountable.
0: I like this idea as well of of starting with ourselves. And in your book, The Why of Work, you, you stress the importance of helping employees find meaning in their work. Sometimes, I guess we all reach that. That point of crisis, even uh, or it 's an existential question perhaps that strikes us in in even some subtle way of 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 where we wonder what 's the best thing to be doing with our lives um, and the, the reality is a lot of people uh, doing way, jobs you, that is not their dream this,
1: Alex, Alex, when you fix this one, let the world know, and you will become a prophet <laughs> and a Icon in it, but but at a simple level, Alex, let me ask you the question. You, you're obviously good at what you do. You're successful at what you do. What is it about your job that not just gives you a paycheck and an identity, but what gives you a sense of real meaning from the work you do?
0: You know, for me personally. I don't apply this to myself. I, I truly feel that I'm doing something that I do enjoy. And, and, and it's never that question of getting up in the morning and, and wondering what I'm doing. But I have done jobs in the past, especially when I was straight out of university where, um you know, it was a little soul-destroying. And I and I see many friends around me who are in that situation. And I, I'd love to, as you suggested, be able to give them some great advice. So, I mean, I'd, I'd really like to ask that question of you.
1: Yeah, I mean... You answer the question in an interesting way. You have at your job something that you find that's fun. My advice to the leaders of those companies, and I'll give two levels of advice. Leaders need to become meaning makers. It isn't that the leaders of these companies just set goals and objectives and and disciplines, but the, the leaders who give you, Alex, the opportunities to find meaning and joy at work need to do that for other employees, now to the employee themselves. Sometimes, as an employee, we have three choices when we're in jobs that are not meaningful. And it's, it's a great economist once wrote a book, Exit Voice and Loyalty. One is we can leave and seek something else. That's, that's kind of a nuclear option. It's a dangerous option because there may not be other options. The second is we give up. We just give up our will. We give up our choice, and, and we, we create blind loyalty. The third is to find a voice. And that's what we tried to do in our book, Why of Work, is to help us find in any job the things that might be meaningful within that job. And it might be a set of relationships. It might be a set of values. The concept of meaning actually comes from um, some of the incredible work where, where prisoners in war camps, we're trying to survive, and some of them maintain an attitude, seeing what's right, seeing what's good, seeing opportunity, even in the midst of chaos and and discouragement. When we come with that attitude, there may be glimmers of meaning. Um, what What that suggests is it may not be the ideal job, but in any job, there may be relationships, there may be values that we can begin to espouse to move forward. So again, those are the three choices, exit, move on dangerous choice if there's not a place to move loyalty give up or voice find a way to begin to voice and create for oneself a set of meaning for purposes and options so what did you do in those jobs that were so bad right out of university what did you do
0: well i I mean what did i specifically do or how did i deal with them
1: yeah how did you deal with yeah
0: i mean i i think uh you know, things like some of the waiting jobs and, and things of that nature that I was doing. I, I think uh, a bit of meditation, use it as an opportunity to focus on what you do want to do. Um, and, you know, I think it also depends on what your philosoph- philosophical outlook in life is because I think there's something to be said for that, that approach of, of just offering your best in everything you do, even if it's washing dishes and offering that to some higher purpose.
1: I can see why you do what you do. That's real wisdom. I had a job, and I vote most of us somewhere in our lives had a job. I was in charge of emptying garbage cans in an apartment building. This is not a high-end job. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I kind of got into is, you know, I'm getting a little bit of exercise carrying these cans. Um, it also reminded me that I want to go back to school and get my degree so that I don't do this for five years. But, but I begin to find even in that job, a sense of meaning, a sense of pride of of doing what I could do well. And then the people I worked with became friends. Um, I have found uh, now uh, I go sometimes and visit plants and I see people doing more routine work, which is not my value set, but it may be their value set. And they're very good friends with the people they work with. Uh, They find meaning in their relationships. Uh, They have pride in the success of the things that they do. Again... My advice lately, though, is to business leaders.
0: Yeah, well, you've got this book. Can I, If I can just jump in there, because we are short of time. You've got this book, The Leadership Code, which is now available in Korean, so there's a a plug for you. But um, also, we are coming back to the whole crisis situation at a moment of opportunity. We're about to choose a new leader for the nation, in fact. What lasting advice can you leave us with in terms of both choosing leaders and to potential leaders themselves?
1: In Leadership Code we found five things. I'm going to focus on the one in the middle. It's called personal proficiency. Is this a leader with whom I can feel confidence, trust, and a relationship that will have my interest in mind? The leaders who succeed help others be better. Is this a leader who is not just about themselves and their self-interest and their self-service, but about helping others be better because of what they do. And there's a whole lot of other skills of strategy, execution, managing people, but at the heart of this is the relationship between a leader and his or her people.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Alex, thank you. Good luck with your work. Thank you.
0: And good luck to you as well. David Ulrich, one of the pioneers of the HR management field, twice Named most influential person in human resources by HR magazine. Recently was here in Korea, giving his advice, has his work out in Korean as well, and uh, comes out of the University of Michigan to us this morning. If you want to say what uh, you want to share with us about your own work experience, your own pearls of wisdom, pound a sharp 1013 for 51 per message.